have you ever just felt completely overwhelmed? Like you have so much that you have to do, you do not even know where to start. In fact, maybe you're feeling that way now. Well, that's exactly what we're gonna talk about on this episode of College on Fleek. Hey, it's time to stop procrastinating, get your S2G, and crush it in college. I'm Mary Dittman. This is College on Fleek. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of Wonderful Life and College on Fleek. College on Fleek is here to put tools in your toolbox and help you really crush it in college. Man, college can be tough. You've got all the work you're supposed to be doing for school. You might be working. You want to have a social life. Uh, you may have family obligations. And a lot of times you just really don't know what to do to be successful in college. That's what College on Fleek is about. Today we're going to talk about how to deal with overwhelm because most college students just have so much going on and you can really get to the point where you just your brain is just about to explode and we are going to talk about that but first i just want to take a motivation minute you've got to have a goal and you have to keep that goal in mind in order to stay motivated now a goal like i want to graduate college so i can get a good job that's cool but sometimes like if you're a freshman graduating college that's four or five years out and that can be like such a long-term goal that it won't really keep you motivated a great goal would be i want to keep my scholarship so i need to get a 3.0 this semester even if you have a class that you don't love and you're going to take classes that you really don't like and sometimes you're gonna take classes that you don't even understand why you have to take them. But still, you can have a goal that I'm going to learn something from this class that I can apply in my everyday life, or I am going to complete this class with an A or a B so that I never have to retake it. So come up with some kind of a goal that will help get you through even just this one semester. And don't make your goal, you know, I just want to pass my classes. I just want to survive. Because just pass your classes means you would get all Ds. Of course, depending on the point in the semester when you're watching this, that might be a good goal. I always like to give you a study hack or a success hack. Now, for a whole bunch of study hacks, go to collegeonfleek.com and get your Study Smart Toolkit. That is the training system that I created for myself in college. I had terrible test anxiety and I have used it to train thousands of students and they, I've watched them go from F's to A's on the very next test. So it's just, it's free. It's just a video tutorial. It's me teaching you how to study. And so you can go to collegeonfleek.com and get that. But let's have a success hack. You may have heard of a vision board. And in fact, in one of my freshman classes, one of their class assignments is that they have to create a vision board. And I heard recently a colleague of mine in a totally different department has her students create a vision board as well. What is a vision board? Well, a vision board is basically where you take poster board or paper 
and then you put a bunch of images on that board. And it's supposed to help remind you of your goals. Now, back a number of years ago, there was a very popular film and book called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. And they talked about vision boards in this book. That's really where the vision board idea started getting traction. And it led people to think that, well, if I just have my vision board and I slap a bunch of stuff on there, like a car and a watch and a house, then just having the vision board will make it manifest. And that is not true. What a vision board does is it helps you see visually what it is that you are hoping to experience in your life. So let's say, for example, you want to travel and you might have a dream of going to France, perhaps. So you would put a picture of France on your vision board or maybe more than one picture. And what this should do is when you look at that picture of France, because the eye buys, okay, your sight is so powerful that when you're looking at that picture of France and you're thinking about, I'm gonna go there someday, that you'll get this feeling of excitement, like, yeah, I'm gonna go to France someday. Then you don't worry about the details. And you never know what can happen. Maybe you're an honors student and the honors group is taking a trip to France. Maybe there opens up an opportunity for you to go study abroad. Perhaps you get an internship. You never know what can happen. So that's the point of the vision board. It's to help you get that feeling of openness and excitement to the possibility and then doing what you can do to participate. Like for example, if your goal is to go to France or your dream is to go to France and the honors group is gonna go on that trip, you're still gonna have to do some things like have the money to pay for the ticket or apply to be considered as part of the group. It doesn't mean that you won't have some responsibility, but having the vision board helps your brain organize itself to achieve your goals. Let's really get into this right now, because if you're not feeling overwhelmed right now, you probably will at some point in the semester. And that's usually because you just feel like you have all these things going on. So you have all of your classes. Most students take four or five, sometimes six classes. So you have every single one of your subjects and all the reading and the work and the exams and the projects. And I know it feels to you like your teachers think, mine is the only class you have. I know you think that we forget that you've got four or five other classes. We don't forget, but I am gonna be honest with you and tell you that most professors don't care about your other classes. So like I teach in the business school, I can't give you a break in my class just because you're struggling in math. So it's going to be up to you to get a handle on the overwhelm. And then you might work. So you've got all of that going on. Or you might have family responsibilities. Perhaps you're married or you have children or you need to babysit for your family or you have parents who need your help or your care. I've had students over the years that mom and dad, for whatever reason, really aren't in the picture and the student is the legal guardian of their younger siblings and they're responsible basically for raising their younger siblings. 
And then on top of all that, you're in college. You need to be having fun. Maybe you want to join some organizations or, or be in a sorority or fraternity or you just want to have some friends. And that's important. And so you want to be able to have time to do that. But then you're out with them trying to have fun and you're thinking you're feeling guilty. Like, uh oh, I should be doing all this other stuff. And now people like me are going to tell you you need to be sleeping seven to nine hours a night. And if you try to grab any of those winks during my class, I'm going to yell at you and kick you out. So it can, it can all just sometimes feel like it's just crashing down on you. Now, a lot of students, when they feel overwhelmed like this, because they don't know how to get a handle on it, will start using some very destructive coping mechanisms. One of them is just denial and avoidance. They'll get in the bed, they'll go to sleep, or they'll waste time watching Netflix all day long, or playing video games because they don't know what to do, they don't know where to start, they feel really stressed out, and they just wanna feel better, so they'll avoid. And some students, when they're feeling really stressed out and overwhelmed, again, because nobody likes to feel that way, will sometimes turn to alcohol or drugs of some kind. Some people use food or sex to just sort of medicate and escape. But the problem with all of these things, whether it's avoidance by sleeping too much or watching TV or playing video games or it's drugs or alcohol or going out and partying all the time, it doesn't matter any of those things that you choose. The problem is that the things that are overwhelming you are still going to be there. And so now you have the additional problem that you didn't do what you needed to do and you may have consequences from the other behavior that you have to deal with. Like for example, if you're hungover and you have to go take an exam, now you have another problem, which is you don't feel well. All right, so let's get into the solution. What do you do when you feel overwhelmed? Number one, do a brain dump. Now, I was recently feeling overwhelmed, and so I did a brain dump, and I do these all the time. And so I just, I like a spiral notebook, but it doesn't matter what you use, just a sheet of paper. You can use your phone or your laptop, but I, I'm, a, I'm a pen to paper kind of person. And so I just wrote out a whole list, I filled up the whole piece of paper, every single thing that I need to do, I should do, I haven't done, I don't wanna do, and just a brain dump. It doesn't need to be in any kind of order. It does not need to be organized at all. You just keep writing, okay? And that will help you get it all on paper. One of the problems with overwhelm is because everything's in our head and it's all just kind of bopping around in there. We, we feel like there's so much to do. And if you can get it on paper, it will help you organize it and understand what you need to do so that you can get on top of it.
So you do your brain dump, get it all on paper. Now go through that list. There may be some things that you don't need to do. For example, if you have wash and wax your car, well, you might not really need to do that. Maybe you could run it through the car wash and wait and do the big wax when classes are over. But there may be some items that are overwhelming you that you could resolve by putting, putting them off until classes are over or setting boundaries. Or maybe there's something that you can do with a friend. So for example, let's say you wanna spend more time with your best friend, um, but you've got all the laundry piling up. Well, why don't you ask her if she wants to have a laundry date? That was pretty sexist, cause it could be the guys too. So you guys say, hey, let's go grab some food or let's go grab some water or soda or something or a cup of coffee and we're gonna meet at the laundromat and we're gonna do our laundry and visit with each other. Or you go to the laundromat and that's where you're gonna work on a paper, for example. For me, it's I don't know why this is, but whenever I go get my oil changed, the place where I get my oil, oil changed, I always get a lot of writing done when I'm there, like writing articles or book chapters or whatnot. I get a lot of writing done when I'm sitting and waiting for my oil to get changed. So perhaps the laundromat, if people don't really hang out there waiting for their laundry to be ready to switch over, if it's quiet, and there's no real distractions there, and maybe the hum of the machines is some good white noise for you, that might be a good place for you to get some work done. But there might be some places where you can batch things together. One of the things that I've encouraged my students to do is ask your professor if you are allowed to record the lecture. And if you're allowed to record your professor's lecture, Let's say you wanna to try to work out. Well, great. When you're on the treadmill or you're working out, play back the lecture. So now you're getting the lecture over and over and over and over again, and repetition is the mother of learning. So you're getting the material over and over and you're getting your workout in. Second thing you have got to create some structure for yourself. And that's gonna mean that you have to put some boundaries on yourself. For example, you may have to say, I'm not gonna watch TV, or I'm not gonna play around on my phone, or I'm not gonna be able to go out five nights a week. And that is completely on you. You must create this structure because here's the thing, like all the stuff on my brain dump list, I gotta have some time to get it done. Now that means a few things, like I can't go waste a bunch of time. If this is important to me to get accomplished, then I'm gonna have to give up some things. One of my students uh, last semester, I was teaching a class for students on academic probation, and one of her weaknesses that she shared with me was that every day after class, she'd go back to her room, and she'd get in the bed, and she would just stay there, and she wouldn't get anything done. 
So one of the things that she put in place for herself was she quit going back to her room after class. I said, well, where do you go? She's like, I don't know. I go to the library, I go to the writing center, I go to the tutoring center, I go sit in a cafe. She said, I don't care. I don't, the point is not where I go, the point is where I don't go. I don't go back to my room. And I thought that was really smart because then she wasn't watching TV, she wasn't playing video games, she was getting her work done. The third thing when you are looking at your brain dump is you would look at this list of things that you created and say, okay, like what, what do I need to be working on right now? And again, even just on the, the list, each item might be so overwhelming, but then look at that one item and say, what is the next thing? What is the one next step I can take on this? So if it's about, I have to write an English paper. Well, no, you're not gonna sit down and just plunk out an English paper, but what's the one very next thing you could do? Okay, I could read the assignment, or I could brain, I, or I could brainstorm, or I could brainstorm a list of possible topics. So what is the very next step? When you're able to take the next step, it gives you momentum and it helps give you the motivation then to keep going. The, just what is the very next step? So there are some things to help you deal with overwhelm. One, do a brain dump. Two, create some structure for yourself so that you can get these things done. And three, and three, identify what is the very next step and then do that one thing. Now, College on Fleek is not a monologue, it's a dialogue. And I wanna hear from you in the comments. What are you feeling overwhelmed with? Or is there something about your college experience that you need help with? Like, what do you wanna hear about here on College on Fleek? This is for you. So I'd love to hear back from you. And like I said in the comments, tell us if there's anything you're feeling overwhelmed about. Now I mentioned what if I've got this big English paper to write? And next week on College on Fleek, that's what we're gonna talk about, is how do you take this huge project and get it done without losing your mind? And always, you can connect with us at collegeonfleek.com. So we'll see you next time here on College on Fleek.